This is Sports Best, the only podcast in the galaxy that is gluten-free, preservative-free, and worst-free. Yes, there is no worst sports, only the best. And I know that because our intern, Kirk, filtered it all out. We are broadcasting right into your ears, fake live and direct on the Believe Podcast Network. The good-looking guy over there is Andrew Keller, who is listed on Wikipedia as the only person on earth to know the whereabouts of the elusive chupacabra. I'm Larry Olson, and I really am barely just Larry Olson. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Uh, two things. I know where D.B. Cooper is as well. And the reason <laughs> this show is so delicious, we don't use gluten, we don't use preservatives, but we do use MSG. And for the record, you're not eating today, so you couldn't have it anyways. Nope, I'm not eating today. Andrew Keller, it is meat of the football season. Lots of meat. <laughs> Just a quick, quick, uh, quick test. Who are the undefeated teams? And who are the teams that have not won a game? Uh, oh, boy. I know the Cowboys are one and three. That's not one of the two categories. I know the, the Patriots are three and one. That's not one of the kids. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Okay. Seahawks, Packers, Titans, Steelers, Bills, and Chiefs. We'll get to the Chiefs more in a second. But those are your undefeated teams. Some of them are 4-0. Oh, some are 3-0. As you know, the Steelers and Titans didn't play this week. They were going to play. One of those teams would have not been undefeated. They're going to play in week seven. So Seahawks, Packers, Titans, Steelers, Bills, Chiefs, undefeated. Your defeated teams would be your New York football Jets and your Texas, Texas, uh, Houston Texans. The <laughs> Texans are going to take care of that because they fired their coach. They became the first team in the NFL to fire their coach this week. Is there some kind of polar polarity going on with the universe because the former Houston Oilers are undefeated and the current Houston Texans are defeated? Look at you with your, oh, look at you with your little statistics. Um, I feel like what we need to do, of course, which I love to do is start with old guy news first in the NFL Mm -hmm. and work our way out of it. Old guy news, Tom Brady from the Tampa Broncaneers. Tampa Brady Gronkaneers. Yes. He led the, Buccaneers on a 17-point deficit back to beat the Chargers. In the process, he became the oldest player in NFL history to record five passing touchdowns in a game at the age of 43 years old. Now, Andrew, I am young enough to remember that just five weeks ago, you and his coach were throwing Tom Brady under the bus. Now, what's going on now? Well, I think he's he's still got it. He doesn't eat nightshades. He... He has a nice lifestyle. He, he just takes care of himself. And that's important is take, take care of yourself. I think we could all strive to be more like Tom Brady. As you threw Tom under the bus, I'm now throwing you under the bus. It seems as if you were saying Tom was washed up and it was over just a few weeks ago, but he's back. Yeah, I think we go back to the tape. And I think I said exactly he is washed up <laughs> and it's over. The other uh, undefeated team is the Chiefs. Yeah. Unbelievable. For the fir- fourth straight year, they are 4-0. and I believe that's an NFL record. I think it is an NFL record. I, I want to pose a little beef I have with the person that came with a rundown of the show. I feel like okay. we're trying to turn the NFL into random baseball stats. Tom Brady, <laughs> the first quarterback over 40 years old to have five touchdowns in a game, four touchdowns in a game. The Chiefs are 4-0 and for the first time, four straight years. It's just a lot. It's okay. a lot. I would agree with you. And on the surface, I agree with you. But I feel like, typically speaking, in the fourth week into the NFL season, we don't have this many records going on. 
Like this is the, the reason we have all these records is because it's a special year. That's what uh, I'm saying. I think mm, it is a special year, but we, if you look hard enough, you can find a record anywhere as baseball presents when the winds are above 13 knots, it's slightly <laughs> misting and the left-handed batter is up shortstops field the ball 18% of the time. Okay. Well, look it away from statistics for just a second. Did you watch the Sunday night football game? It was the 49ers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles at their empty stadium at Levi's stadium in Santa Clara. I did see that. Yeah. So Santa Clara is not like your great state of Texas in Santa Clara. They have some very strict guidelines on mass Texas. What's the rule on mass in Texas? Uh, Burn them. If you got them, is that what it is? No, it's be safe and wear them. Go eat some Mexican food. That's the general rule of thumb in Texas is go out and eat some Mexican food. I did think I did think this was a little overboard that they went during the 49ers game on NBC. They made the announcers, Al Michaels and Chris Collins are worth wear masks while they were broadcasting the game. That does seem I don't want to say draconian, but it seems a little over the top that the announcers got to wear masks. Yeah, they're presumably tested. There's two of them in a sealed room. I think for the optics of Santa Clara, it's like, hey, we're being very strict. And we're going to be on the right side of this. That's why they're doing it. I don't think they were doing it for the safety of the crew or Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth. And I completely agree with you, right? Because in the NFL, right, they have one very stringent testing policy. And that we've been talking about over the last few weeks that they're making these coaches wear masks. But if they're being tested and they're hanging out with the players all week, why do they got to wear masks? Because they're presumably coronavirus free. Optics. Optics, Completely. Larry. Yeah. Completely yeah. optics. They didn't like it very much. They were making some jokes and some people didn't like that they were making jokes about it. But I mean, you've been, I took beef with this story because the, the, the slant of the article was that they shouldn't have been making jokes about having to wear masks. But at the end of the day, people tune in to listen to these people because they have personalities. If they wanted to hear a robot saying what's happening, like, I, I think they have every right to be able to complain about it. Like I wear a mask everywhere I go in public and I don't like it, but I do it. So I don't think there's anything wrong with making fun of it. Just to push back a smidge there, what if you were going to the grocery store and as you're checking out your items, the uh, checker's like, oh, this mask is killing me. I've been my four hours of my eight hour shift. And they started, you know, giving the business about the mask. Yeah, I would I would be like, man, that sucks. <laughs> it does. Like, it sucks. Like, uh, surgeons have to wear masks for 12 hours. I don't think they like it. They, they're maybe used to it or they stopped complaining about it. But there's... There's going to be growing pains with any change that's happening in your life. And so, fine. What I, I want to go back real quick to the Chiefs being 4-0. Did you watch mm-hmm. that game? I you did Mahomes? watch that game. A little bit. Did you see that? So, Mahomes, you like to talk about Mahomes has having a great year. He won the Super Bowl. He signed a massive contract. Please tell me you're going to debate that he's having a great year. Please tell me this. He got engaged. Well, no, I'm just, I'm, I'll skip the rest of his, his act. He's having a baby. You missed having, having a baby. He's having a baby. He's having a baby. He's also potentially thinking about switching to playing Italian soccer. What? Did you see him flop in the fourth quarter? Oh, boy. He's an actor. He was going out of bounds, and he felt someone touch his shoulder, and he, he flopped like an Italian soccer player. They should have come out with that, that spray air and, and given, him, given him the business. He's going to be a dad soon. He needs to protect himself, Andrew. All right. I'm going to give you some Patrick Mahomes. I know you listen to the show every day or every week. Quit the NFL. Become that's, a Mexican way, soccer player. That's the way to protect yourself. I bet he's actually oh, it, probably it, pretty good at soccer. 
Italian soccer. He's probably be good at anything he does. You know, honestly, when you were saying soccer player, I literally was, th- I wasn't thinking you were thinking actor over dramatic. I was thinking like, oh, he could probably really play soccer. That's what I thought. Yeah. I think any elite athlete could pretty much do anything. Have you ever heard of the book, The Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie? <laughs> I, um, no. No. So it was a famous book. I think it was in the 70s or 80s. He wrote it and it was perceived to be anti-Muslim. And the Ayatollah of Iran put a fatwa on Salman Rushdie, which basically says, if you see him, kill him. And he had to go into hiding for 10 years. Um, the guy that translated into Japanese was murdered. Whoa. And I feel like anytime you ban something, <laughs> it gets more attention. Do you, do you ever get that? Like, if, I, if something happens, I I'll look it up if someone's like, this was banned. I have a, just a little bit of a take on that in that, like, my friend says that we should all not be wearing clothes, right? Because then we wouldn't wonder about, like, what does the gal look nude? Because she's got no clothes on in the same way with dudes. So, like, take it all away. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but uh, you, might not seen this, you might not have seen this because Twitter removed it. But the Trump campaign took a video of Brandon Ayuk jumping over an Eagles player into the touchdown to symbolize uh trump beating covid so they put a little covid ball on the eagles player's head that was diving and and trump's head over and i would have never looked at this but twitter banned it and so i'm more interested and so i did a deep dive into it and it got more attention because they banned it okay so why did so i kind of with you like why did they ban it is is it part of their like new campaign i mean it doesn't seem like there's anything bad going on there i don't know why they banned it but Anytime you ban something, it gets more attention. If you tell a kid, if you told your three kids, I'm going to go to the store right now, whatever you do, don't watch the YouTube video of Donald Trump as a 49er. <laughs> I would guess at least two of the three kids would watch it. You know, it does make like when the, um, the people I think you're talking about, like when people say they're going to boycott, we're going to boycott the, the, I don't know, the, the home network because they had a thing and then everybody watches the home network. It backfires. Or- or with like Tipper Gore having her thing about um, NWA and getting the parental advisory. When I was a kid, having that parental advisory was like a little badge of honor. It's like, I got a CD that has explicit lyrics. And if you wouldn't have said anything, those they wouldn't have had sales. Or Marilyn Manson. Tipper Gore literally made Easy e five extra million dollars by banning that NWA. And they died. But he had five. He got to pass it on to his kids. Which is nice. <laughs> Don't ban stuff. Actually, we need to write into the New York Times and have them do an op-ed about why sports best on the Believe Podcast Network should be banned. I feel like before we reconvene, we can get banned by somewhere or something. I think we can do it. I think we could do it. Yeah. I'm in. Could you please tell me the most famous team in the entire world? Who's the famous team in all of the world? How about them Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Incorrect. Um, Although I would say in America, top three answers of the board, Dallas Cowboys or the New York Yankees would probably be one or two. Yeah, definitely the most valuable franchises. But if you if you went into like Nairobi or you went into Kenya or you went to Manitoba or you went to Tokyo, if you could pull their answers, who would they, who would most people around the world? There's one team I think everybody would know. Well, maybe two. The Brazilian World Cup team with Pele. Uh, that's I know where you're going with this. I, uh, is it is it Barcelona? It is Barcelona. Barcelona is arguably the most popular team 
in the world. Everybody knows because of now Lionel Messi, but they've been a successful soccer team for a lot of number of years. Manchester United, you could argue maybe people would know them as well. Mm -hmm. I found this statistic unbelievable. There has never been an American to start a game, not to play a game against another Spanish team in the history of Barcelona. My brother told me this the other day. I said, I just can't believe that that's true. No American has ever played a game for Barcelona. Until recently. Until this week, 19-year-old Sergio Dest came into a game, recently signed a contract with 25 million bucks. He is now playing for Barcelona and started for the first time in America, not started, but played for Barcelona. I just think this story is unbelievable. I know soccer dollars are something more astronomical than I can understand, but I, I think it's interesting that Barcelona paid $25 million plus another $6 million in add-ons to be able to get this guy from the AFC club Ajax. So that's like not only is 19-year-old Dest awesome, like people are willing to pay out just to get him. He came in in the 71st minute of the game and is tied one-to-one. The game's basically over. I still think it's amazing, but like good on best. I think everyone's they're they're making a long bet on him. The last time I cried was nineteen seventy-eight. I cried when Sergio came in the game the other day. I cried. Like Are you this. watching it in real time? Real time. I because I there, there was rumors. Honestly, then I literally play I, I turned on, went to the MP3 player, played God bless America, and just start crying <laughs> watching him play soccer. What time was it? It was like roughly like 10 30 at night, something like that. I made sure everybody was a bed so nobody could see me cry. That's I didn't good. want to be vulnerable. What? 1030 at night? That, does, that doesn't make sense with the time zone change. Did you record it? Maybe I did. I don't know. It was 10, maybe it was 10, <laughs> 10 a.m. It doesn't matter. You recorded it. You watched it. You played it. It's great. Sergio Dest. Did you ever read the Surfer Magazine? You know, I have perused Surfer Magazine from time to time. So it's, it's referred to as the Bible of the sport. It's been around since 1962. <laughs> Earlier this week, they tweeted to endorse the Biden-Harris campaign. That was the first time the magazine had ever publicly supported a candidate. And then the next day, American media furloughed all of the workers, and the magazine is temporarily shut down. And I guess their speculation was, was it because they tweeted that, or was it going to happen anyway? So my question is this. Do you think more surfers are Trump people or Biden people? I would, I would guess. I don't know if people tune in to, to understand my political viewpoint. <laughs> Is that most surfers don't vote. Look at you. That's outstanding. Well, I live, I live in Santa Monica and I go to the beach a lot. And the people I see that are like in the parking lot going to surf or coming back from surfing don't really seem like a lot's on their mind. But I also don't think that people subscribe to Surfer Magazine's Instagram to get political advice. I so. definitely would feel like the general dude that's opening up the Surfer Magazine does not care what they think about politics. Right. But at, at surface, it looks like American Media Group shut them down because it was going to happen. Some theories are that the editor-in-chief, this guy Todd of Surfer Magazine knew it was going to happen. And that was like his mic drop moment. He's like, you know what? They're going to close this anyway. Because in August, they were supposed to have a quarter. It's a quarterly magazine. They were supposed to have an article, a magazine come out in August. That got cut. And they're like, well, the speculation was it was going to go all digital. And it still might because they're technically furloughed, which by definition is temporary. They could not get their jobs back. But uh, 
maybe we shouldn't tweet our support. Um, can I just summarize that story real quick? Yeah. Andrew Keller thinks surfers don't vote. That's what I got out of this. That's All exactly surfers right. don't vote, according to Andrew Keller. That's what I got. A man cycled more than 2,500 miles from Poo Poo Point, Washington, <laughs> to Pee Pee Creek, Ohio. Seriously, we don't, have, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. The silliest story we've ever done <laughs> on Sports Best. This guy is a user, his username <laughs> on Twitter is at Ruby Drummer. Uh, he cycled across nine states and in a, an added layer, cycled exactly 69 miles a day <laughs> for 36 days to make the trip. And uh, I love that they give, he, he's quoted and his quote starts with bro, bro. I started crying tears of joy and then started laughing my ass off about crying over PP <laughs> Creek. And he also wanted to make special note that he passed Shart's Road on his <laughs> I just have one question. Did he literally do this trip so he would go from poo-poo to pee-pee? That was like the thing? Yeah, just a toilet joke. 2,500-mile bike ride for a toilet joke. I think he's Seriously? trying to raise some money for charity, but I had never heard of either of these places. If I gave you if I gave you a free RV and two free weeks paid vacation, would you visit either of these locations? Are you kidding? Of course. I think you'd just give me a Snicker bar and I'd have gone. You're a family of five. Who do you think would enjoy going to Poo Poo Point, Washington, the most out of the five of you? Um, well, my, my boys are going to be all in for this story. I don't know who's going to laugh. Then, of course, I got to throw in the hey, and they pass Shart's Road. We got to throw that in there. They're just going to eat this up. Okay, everybody, if you would like more pee pee and poo poo <laughs> writing jokes, just come back to Sports Fest. He's Andrew Keller. I'm Larry Roberts or Olson. Thanks for stopping by.